Fasten your seatbelts. I'm taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car community is. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I am the monster the breathing men would kill. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. I go out of my way for you. I do everything to try and make you happy. I feed you, I clean you, I dress you, and what thanks do I get? I am so, so sorry. Oh, you're fucked. Oh, you're fucked. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now, I must shed innocent blood. Dinner is served. Save yourself from hell. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. <laughs> That's right. It's a 30-something movie podcast. It's October, so that means it's horror movies. We've got... Actually, we've got Dennis here tonight. We'll just start off with that. Dennis, how you doing? Doing good. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Enjoying the spooky movies. Uh, Pat was... Uh, it, normally, this is not Pat's month, but we, we kind of agreed on one last week. Yeah. That was good stuff. That was good. Jacob's Ladder. That yeah. was a... F- that was a fantastic movie. I almost said it was a fun movie. Not so much a fun know, movie. Not not fun, but I mean, somebody was, was having fun on that dance floor. Good film. I was just gonna say that dance scene looked. Yes, somebody was having fun. I, I don't know. Yeah, Dennis, have you seen that movie? Which movie? Jacob's Ladder. I have, but it was a long time ago. That's okay. Why I, Okay. I haven't re-seen it, re-watched it. I should. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it needs... Well, we, we just all watched it with, probably within the last few days, and it, it needs a rewatch because as Pat was talking about some stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't think I caught that. I got to go back and watch it. And then I'm talking about some stuff, and Pat's like, oh, I didn't catch that. I got to go rewatch it. And Bo's just like, yeah, I might rewatch it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to make... Yes. Was this the first time you've seen it this year, or have you seen it in the past? No, I think this is the first time for everybody. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. yeah, all right. So, yeah, so that one was last week. So we go from the very, the the, the very dense, very heavy, very um, complex movie that is Jacob's Ladder to Tremors. Oh man, <laughs> what a fun movie! <laughs> this one's I, people are definitely having fun in this one. Oh so. yeah. So as you can already hear, I, Dennis is here tonight, uh, but then I've also got with me Bo and Pat. How you guys doing, too? Hey, hey. Doing well, John. How about yourself? Doing all right. Doing all right. It is October. It is the horror movies, so I'm having fun. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite months out of the entire year. And um, yeah, Tremors is a fun one. I had not seen this one in a while. It had been a pretty long time since I'd seen Tremors. And so there were bits and pieces that I did not remember. But it is just a it is a, a goofy, fun movie. Yes. So, so we will dive right on into it here. I don't think we have anything 
I don't think we have anything new movie news-wise, so uh, let me just say real quickly that we spoil the movies we talk about, so just be warned. Uh, This is your only warning for that one. Uh, Visit our website if you want to check out more about our show, 30podcast.com. If you have not yet, uh, there are a couple of different ways that you can support the show. Uh, We do have a growing number of Patreon patrons, Um, so if you want to support us in that way and uh, just kind of help out with the show with... You know, some of the costs related to the show, we're always trying to work to make the show better and, and get you a better experience for those coming to listen to us and, and uh, kind of join in the conversation. So that's one way you can support us. If you are not able to support financially, then you can always leave us an iTunes review and let us know what you're enjoying about the show. So we appreciate any way that you are supporting and interacting with the show. And we just we thank everybody so much for all the ways that you have um ways that you have supported and helped us out in the past. So, and we hope that every time we bring you a new episode that you enjoy it just as much and join in on the conversation with us. All right. Well, because I don't think I have too many, I don't think I have anything new movie news. Do you guys have anything news wise? It's not a whole lot going on right now. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Tenant yet, do they? Nobody? No, I heard no. that. I heard that didn't do well. Yeah. Which one so. was this? Tenant, it's the Chris Nolan one. Oh yeah, and I'm not sure if it's just because it just didn't do well, or if it's just because of the circumstances, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, curious. Well, I, actually, you know what? We can we can talk about that one for a second. So let me uh, let me pull up our let me pull up our little news thing here. So, um, yeah, what I had heard is that a lot of theaters that were showing uh, tenant are actually losing money for having opened to show it. Wow. Yeah. That they, I don't know if they're making like, was it 10 million a week or something like that? I bet. I feel like what I read was that movie theaters are actually losing money uh, mm-hmm. having opened up to show this movie. Yeah. So. I- <clears throat> the limited seats, the spaced out mm-hmm. seats, you got limited people going to it and you already have, I think a somewhat limited, it's not like a big blockbuster yeah. you know, raw that you're going to get more people consistent, you know, can, um, can consistently at it. So, yeah. yeah. One of the things I haven't decided yet, if this is something that I'm, I'm willing to do or interested in doing. Um, one of the things I did see is that one of the theaters near us is actually offering lower prices on renting out the movie theater. So you get like kind of a, for a flat rate, you can bring up to 20 people to go see a movie. So part of me was almost thinking, I was like, you know what? It's been a really long time since we've gone to see a movie and I've got one of the kids' birthdays is coming up soon. Like, what if I just rented out a theater that was completely ours? We knew nobody else was going to be there and, and just go and see a movie. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to decide. I'm still a little torn on whether or not I feel like the movie theater would be cleaned well enough that I feel like that would be a good idea. I, I used to work as an usher in a movie theater, so I know how well those are cleaned sometimes, but right. Yeah. <clears throat> but but they have a new standard now cinema what do they call it cinema clean or something they're yeah. Yeah. advertising yeah. okay it's kind of like the hotel there's a ribbon across your seat saying it was cleaned and it's yeah. not broken and sure you know <laughs> sure I, I i can put a ribbon across anything but i'm sure the kid getting paid ten dollars <throat> or nine dollars an hour made sure he cleaned it really well oh yeah yeah, yeah. you go in the cage the cage goes in the water. Sharks go in the water. Sharks in the water. Our shark. Soap goes in the water. Shark cleans the theater. Yeah. Farewell and adieu, my fair Spanish, Spanish ladies. ladies. 
Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. Didn't we sing this last episode? We sang it last episode. We did. I think we're on a we're on some kind That's, of a pattern here. One of the kids actually said, "Mr. C, when are you going to come back in off your boat?" I said, "Oh, I don't know, a couple when, years when the beating stops." <laughs> and then they're like, "Why are you still on the boat?" I'm like, "Oh, just wait around a couple of weeks, couple of months here, kids. The adults in your life are going to make some. We're going to have some fun here. I'll be out on my boat." <laughs> Feel free to zoom in anytime. <laughs> Mr. C is going to smash the radio. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> uh, We're not going back to shore, kitties. <laughs> all right. Well, our movie this time around is Tremors. It came out on the 19th of January, 1990. Rated PG-13 uh, with a runtime of one hour, 36 minutes. <laughs> directed by Ron Underwood, who also did City Slickers, Heart and Souls, and Mighty Joe Young. Produced by S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock. Um, between the two of them, I think they've produced everything Tremors. Uh, and then writers for this one, S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock did the story and screenplay. Ron Underwood did the story. Uh, Wilson and Maddock did Wild Wild West, Short Circuit, and Batteries Not Included. And Underwood has done <clears throat> pretty much almost everything Tremors. And that's, I don't think he's done too much more than that. Cinematography. Oh, just the tremors yeah. keeps them pretty busy. There's a lot of them. Well, there's quite a few. Gonna, yeah. hey, I saw up to like seven or eight. Did I get that right? I believe so. I think they stopped numbering them after five. There's a <laughs> crazy amount. I can tell you that. Yeah. Wow. And then they did the spinoffs. It was like, you know, tremors, a Star Wars story or something like that. And yeah, then they stopped numbering them. And Yeah. Yeah, I think there were some like direct-to-video ones, and I don't, well, actually, I think probably the last several were direct-to-video. I don't know how many of them there, actually there went to. There are six of them. Are there oh, six wow. total? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. And then cinematography was done by Alexander Gruzinski, who did The Craft and I Can Do Bad All By Myself. Music was done by Ernest Troost, who did Dead Heat. Budget for this one was $10 million. Box office was $16 million. Rotten Tomatoes wow. gives this an 88% for the critics, 75% for the audience. Cinema score gives it a B-. Uh, Kevin Bacon played Valentine McKee. He was in Footloose, Hollow Man, Mr. River. Fred Ward played Earl Bass. He was in Shortcuts, Naked Gun, 33 and a third. And wow. Remo Williams. Finn Carter played Rhonda LeBeck. He was in How I Got Into College and As the World Turns. Michael Gross played Burt Gummer. He was in Family Ties and Tremors, uh, or Tremors, the, most of the Tremors movies. And then he was also in ER. And uh, Reba McIntyre. She played Heather Gummer. She was in Reba, The Little Rascals, and One Night at McCool's. I might just play that every time we mention her name. Uh, Robert Jane played Melvin Plug. He was in Pearl Harbor, Pat's favorite movie. There you go. Pearl but, Harbor. Fantastic. Great movie. It was. Do you want to do that it one was. next, Pat? Should we do that one next? I think we should. I think if they added these worm creatures into Pearl Harbor, it might have been more <laughs> historically accurate than what the final product actually was. Okay. Well, I mean, Pearl Harbor is a horror movie, so, I mean, we could put it in October. It's, it's I... Yes, I think it must. It should. Okay. I think it should. Okay. I think I think that's there's a legitimate reason for it. Okay. All right. Uh, Charlotte Stewart also played. Let's see. She played Nancy. She was in Little House on the Prairie and Eraserhead. 
Um, and that was the one thing I having watched, having not watched this in a while, we had several years ago gone back and, and like the Sharon and the kids had watched through the entire run of little house on the prairie. And I'm looking at this person in tremors. I'm like, I know who that person is, but I can't place where they're from. And it, it took me several minutes. I'm like, I know I've seen this person somewhere. And so I went to IMDB and it was, um, their, the teacher, Miss Beetle. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that's why she looks familiar. All right. There it is. Uh, Tony Gennaro, who died in 2014, played Miguel. He was in The Craft and The Mask of Zorro. Ariana Richards played Mindy. She was in Jurassic Park and Spaced Invaders. Richard Marcus played Nestor. He was in The Pretender and Enemy Mine. And Victor Wong played Walter Chang. He was in Big Trouble in Little China and Prince of Darkness. Repairman Val McKee, played by Kevin Bacon, and Earl Bassett, played by Fred Ward, are tired of their dull lives in the small desert town of Perfection, Nevada. But just as the two try to skip town, they happen upon a series of mysterious deaths and a concerned seismologist, played by Finn Carter, studying unnatural readings below the ground. With the help of an eccentric couple, played by Reba McIntyre... And Michael Gross, the group fights for survival against giant worm-like monsters hungry for human flesh. Perfection, a scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl decided to leave town. Hey, hold up. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. Who could be doing it? Is that a snake? I'll give you boys five dollars for this. Twenty. That's how they get you. They're under the ground. How could they eat a whole station wagon? But where do they come from? I vote for outer space. No way these are local boys. You see, they're headed right for us. No Richter scale can measure it. They're coming! No scientist can explain it. Bert, they're under the ground! You didn't get penetration even with the elephant gun. Run, run! And no one knows what to call it. Mega worms or suckers or... Or suckwoods. Now, this valley is just one long smorgasbord. Now, it's up to Val and Earl to save the world. That's one big mother. Who died and made you Einstein? And they know just what to do. Flip for it. Damn. Kevin Bacon. Fred Ward. Tremors. Now, who died and made you Einstein? That's like the favorite quote. <laughs> Looks like you picked the wrong rec room to crash. <laughs> <laughs> kablam, 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 kablam. Magazine, kablam, kablam. kablam. Oh my God. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to skip our usual. What's your one word to help oh. you to, to tell us how you feel about this movie? What's your favorite quote? We'll just start with that one. Do you have, do you, can you narrow it down to a favorite quote in this one? Rec room one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just yep. my, that's yeah, just a great thing. One when that popped up, that was always one of my favorites too. Is that yes, yes. Roger that, Bert, and congratulations. Be advised, however, that there are two more. <laughs> Repeat two 
two more mother humpers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when the, when the, uh, the, oh, the, sure, Earl. Everyone knows about them. We just didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What is this thing? I'll pay you five bucks for it. Oh, man. And he's taking pictures. 20. 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The government made him. Big surprise for the Russians. Uh. <laughs> hey, Melvin, want to make a buck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we said no to free beer. <laughs> Here's some Swiss <laughs> cheese and some bullets. <laughs> oh, I have found my favorite quote. Yeah, go for it. Because it ties into my life philosophy. Oh. Run for it. Oh. Running's not a plan. <laughs> Running's what you do once a plan fails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. I looking at, yeah. Yep. There it is. <laughs> you never plan ahead you never take the long view I mean here it is Monday and I'm already thinking of Wednesday it is Monday right <laughs> yeah that was that was a good one which I felt like I like that quote because it makes me think of when we record these episodes versus when I have to edit them by Oh, <laughs> like we record sure. we record on Mondays I usually have to release them by Wednesdays alright I do <laughs> like the Einstein chemicals in the proper proportions I do, I do like the Einstein one I think I'd have to go with that one yeah yeah, that one's who died and made you Einstein. I like this vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you never use it. Yeah, but it's great for parts. Decided to leave town just one day too late. All right. Exactly, well, exactly yeah. how many cattle are required for a stampede? <laughs> Is it three or more? Is the <laughs> minimum to peed? <laughs> All right. We'll keep thinking about it. If you haven't found one yet, keep thinking about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. But, um, so this one, I, I, and I'm assuming based on kind of our responses to everything, this is not the first time anybody has seen tremors. Okay. No. Okay. All right. So, so what do you, do you remember the first time you saw it? Let's, let's go with that one. Did you, you know, did you see it in the theater? Did you see it after the fact? Going first. <laughs> you go ahead, man. All right. Age before Uh-oh. beauty. Yeah. I'm older and wiser. You're half right. <laughs> That's another quote. All right. uh, the, um, the, uh, I want to say that we saw this on, I'm going to guess either VHS or DVD. Um, I'm trying to think 90. When did DVDs come out? Those were about already been to DVDs. I'm not sure. But DVDs, I'm are about, DVDs are about 96. Yeah. So it would have been VHS or cable. But we saw it at home. We did not see it at the theater. And it was a, a pleasant surprise. That was our reaction as a family. So my dad, my brothers, everything, we were like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Like we were not expecting much and we got it, you know, so we were in the right mood to see it because our, our expectations were low. And then it was just a fun, fun movie. It was funny. It was on edge. It was just, yeah, it was, I think we even played some sort of tremor games where you couldn't touch the floor, you know, going around and. That type of stuff. So yeah, it was it was a well received movie in our house, and it's a favorite. And actually, uh, Hunter went on a, a tremor spree. Just one, I don't know when the heck that was. Probably about might have been this past summer. I want to say maybe or no, no, maybe about a year. Within the last year, he went through like every tremor movie. So, um, it was always on. But one is my one was my favorite, definitely. 
Yeah, I don't remember when I first saw it. I was younger. I remember my dad and I watched part of it together, and he's not necessarily into monster movies. So I don't know if I saw it by myself, like a TV version. I'm like, wow, this looks pretty cool. I'm going to have to check this out. And then I saw the the complete version at some point, and my dad did as, as well. And I remember talking to him about it, especially the scene where uh, the one I quoted right away where the thing breaks into the rec room, and they've got all the weapons hanging on the wall, and then just some of the scenes where, you know, the two main characters are just they're kind of bumbling around slash taking care of business and, and all that. So, yeah, I don't remember exactly when I saw it. Definitely wasn't the theater. Um, it wasn't when it came out. It was a couple of years after at least, um, but just kind of happened onto it. And then every time it's on, I'd watch it. And now I'll make sure to get it once a year because it's it's yeah, it's it's fun. This is one that I'm surprised we didn't watch more often. I know I've talked before about um, how much my dad always really liked like the old 1950s monster movies. Um, You know, like the ones we've talked about before, like the giant bugs and Godzilla and creature from the black lagoon and and stuff like that. So I'm kind of surprised we didn't watch this one more often. Um, Might've just been because of the language or or if we'd seen him on TV or something, it was an edited version. I, that's probably the first time I remember watching it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we, I probably have only seen this a couple of times before watching it this time for the podcast. And it had been years since I had watched it, but, um, yeah, this is, I, I think of this one as being a more, even though it's 30 years old now being kind of a more modern take on those old monster movies, yeah. you know, the, the same old movies, like the giant tarantulas, the giant ants, um, a, a Godzilla type thing. It's just, um, you know, you, you've got that coupled with kind of kind of a western type movie um you know so it's it's kind of a funny weird mashup of a bunch of different things that were kind of popular in the 50s um but uh it just really fun like it doesn't the movie doesn't take it till it doesn't take itself too seriously um you could tell that they're having fun making it i think kevin bacon um even said that this is one of the most fun movies he'd ever made so and it's it's pretty clear that they're just having fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It definitely has the throwback to the old that that genre. There's definitely yeah. that's exactly what he felt. I think that's what my dad liked it a lot too. So he's a big fan of all those older style movies like that. And it was just like, wow, this is this is really good. And I think we saw it when I say time wise, we saw it probably very recently after its release, like to either VHS or DVD. So mm-hmm. it was it wasn't like years later. It was that year. We just didn't see it at theater. And if I can just say something about these movies, these style movies and, and that, it, especially after what last week watching Jacob's Ladder, where, I mean, like upon the discussion, I don't think I've, you know, it's like my understanding and what your understanding, we think we saw the same movie, but we're not. We got to go back. And the character was constantly trying to figure out what was going on. And that was all part of the thrill of that movie. Watching this movie, I love these style movies because it's almost like that scene in the Dukes of Hazard, where something will be happening to this group of characters, something will be happening to this group of characters, and then at some point they all get together, and then it like the music kind of comes up, the, the, they, they bring down the track with the voices, and then Waylon Jennings just comes on and says, well, the Duke boys managed to get back together and keep each other updated on what's happening, and suddenly everyone was in the same, everyone was in the know, and they could just go and and execute whatever plan they had. And that's what I love about this movie is like, okay, these things are kind of, you know, crawling around, someone gets eaten, someone gets killed. And 
all the townspeople figured out real quick and end up in that store together and they can just like fight the thing. And I love it because it's just how smooth everything happens and it just keep it keeps the story moving you moving you ahead. You know what I'm saying? And I just love that about these movies where trying to figure out what's going on and like all get on the same page and coordinate and all that kind of stuff that happens really easily. It's just like, that must've been the creature that was attacked. Well, we got to head back to town or it, it. I just love that style in these more B movie type adventure horror type things where everyone's on the same page at, at the drop of a hat. So, so Pat, you're saying that you, so you didn't really, when you were watching this, you, you didn't really, go for the interpretation that this is all about the, the kind of seedy underbelly of society and, and that things are lurking just below the surface. Um, and, and that there's a severed ear in the grass somewhere and you, you, you didn't get that interpretation of it. I didn't quite get that interpretation, but you know what, if they want to put that interpretation on there and hold it up and give it a critic score of 99% and say that this movie was it, like, it's a good movie. So I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I they can read into whatever interpretations they want. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just, it was funny, but it's, it's like 19, 1950s. And then looking forward to the <laughs> 1980s that idolized the fifties. And, and you've got the, the very clearly the, the gun toting, um, uh, revolutionaries that, uh, live in the rec room there. And I think it's just, I think maybe Pat, you might just be missing the, the overall, um, kind of the undercurrent of this movie. Yeah. And, and um, I, I think there, there might just be something that, that I think you're missing out on with your interpretation. I, I can believe it. The, the deeper meaning I'm, yes. I'm barely scratching the surface is what you're telling me. Yes. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That could, that could be, uh-huh. yeah, that could be. That's why these are just fun sometimes. Cause it's just like, you don't really even have to, I don't, you don't have to think to watch tremors. No. And there's nothing wrong with thinking like the one we watched last week. You, you kind of had to think when you're watching yes. Jacob's ladder. Cause there's so much, there's so many layers to that movie. And this one, there's giant creatures under the ground that want to eat you. Yeah. It, and that's, that, that's all you need to know. And they know that really quickly. I guess that's the easiest mm-hmm. way to make the point that I just kind of stumbled down for the last like four hours that I was trying to describe that. And I apologize, but that's it. It's like they figure out the monitors want to eat them figure out that the monsters want to eat them. We got to get a plan. They get a plan and then it's all action and comedy and fun. Yeah. Well, and I think you, you have, you, especially like, I I think every character in this movie is endearing in some way. Like they're all, they're all a little cartoonish. Um, Again, nothing takes itself seriously at all in this movie. And it's just, you can just tell that they had a lot of fun making this movie, writing this movie, um, you know, it's a little bit like, I, I think of it as a little bit like, like, um, like a, the attack of the killer tomatoes or things like that. But you know, it's, it's almost a parody of a style of movie that came out a long time ago, but it's not as goofy. Like it's not as campy as, you know, maybe some of those other parodies that have been made this one. It's just, it's just fun. Yes. Like it's not, it doesn't come across. It, it might have moments where it comes across as kind of silly, but not, not in the way of something like an attack of the killer tomatoes or, or something like that. And, and, and I know it's not the style, but there's something about like, I don't know why, when I think of the situation, it gave me the feel of sometimes being like the movie in a weird way, birds, 
Hitchcock's yeah. birds because they're like stuck in a place. There's people who can't get out and there's these creatures that you don't know why they're doing what they're doing or where they're from. And, 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 and in some weird way, it just gave me that kind of like, you know, they had to get out of there They in there. There was that wall and they couldn't get past, they couldn't escape. Um, so how do you make your next move? And, and it was kind of like that whole thing of how they're trying to go from one location to the next, like in birds, they're stuck in the, the diner and then they get to the house, you know, so there are different spots at the, the, the schoolhouse from the schoolhouse, they get to their house. And it was like, it just sort of like, I don't know why, but when I watched that, there was always a feel or a reminder of it, even though the tone isn't there, it was just a weird connection for me that it always made me think situationally a little bit away the way birds played out of like no humor really. But, um, but just the, 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 the way that the way, the way they were kind of stuck in this situation and couldn't get out, there was nothing we could do really either as people. Like I always look at movies too. And it's like, it's more fun when you, when you are in a movie where you're going, well, they could easily just do this, you know, and here they're kind of doing everything that kind of, I would probably think of doing and, you know, and then they do the pole vaulting and it's just like, how do you get from one rock to the next? Yeah. And I don't know if you know, I, I looked up uh, the, the, the guy who wrote the screenplay. He got the idea for it, wrote the movie five years later. He was in the Mojave Desert. And um, and that's where he got this idea. Like, what if there was something underneath the rocks? And I had to get from here to there. And literally five years later, he flushed out the script and then made it. So it was like his time out in the, in the desert, yes. Dennis, cool. I, <clears throat> I just want to clarify. They're not called rocks. They're called residual boulders. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very geologist of her i like that scene too where he all of a sudden then he's like yeah let's go let's get on these residual boulders <laughs> like i doubt you know what either one of those words mean so let me ask you that question there are a bunch of characters in this movie and i i mean that in both senses of the word um who is your favorite do you have a favorite character in this movie, is there any one in particular, or, or maybe there's a couple of them in particular that you just like, I could watch, you know, if the entire movie was just this person or these people, I could pretty much watch an entire movie with these characters. I mean, everybody's got their own little quirks and everything else, but are there any in particular that jump out at you as like, that's your favorite? I don't know if they're my favorite, but I could watch the Gummers prep and attack these things and yell at each other all day. (laughs) Which is actually how, like, I think she sings that as she goes into battle. Right? Yeah. The Burt Gummer character, I just love, I love everything about him. That's that's Hunter's uh, favorite is Burt too. I'm going to go with Val and the girl. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with those two. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I think, had a crush on her back then. I know that. Which of the geologist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it because she took her pants off in the movie? That was a, that was a bonus. <laughs> it, it didn't hurt. I say the age, the age is about right for that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like twenty. What was I? Twenty. Yeah, about nineteen twenty. It was last yeah, week. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the movie last week. I got excited. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I like the Gummers because of how ridiculous that whole thing is. Just the fact. I mean, it was almost like Matrix levels of guns. Like when they yeah. open everything up back there, I'm like, how? And you? Uh, I, I, um, are you are you you're saying you find that that that, that might be ridiculous? Like as in 
there might not be people out there like that, John, is what no, you're no. saying? Oh, no, no, oh. no. I, I, I fully understand and know that there are people out there. I'm probably related to several of them. Um, <laughs> but no, I just, just the, just the fact oh, that, no. I mean, they, well, and I think the funniest thing to me is my, my wife is a huge Reba McIntyre fan and has right. been since before I knew her. And knowing, knowing that Reba is this, you know, tends to be this, this petite little woman. Um, and that this is one of her first movies that she was ever in. And in this movie, she is kind of a, a gun toting crazed, you know, like the survivalist survivalist. Yeah. And, and, and just that. And like to see her like spout off all these lines, well, we're not going to use that one. We're going to use the, the 22 with it and just spouting off all the, well, you don't want to take that one. Cause this one's got a better scope on it. And, and to me, that was just, that part was just funny. was just, you know, yeah. that couple and their whole thing. And just to think that when I picture these two people, I'm picturing Reba McIntyre and I'm picturing the dad from family ties. Yeah. It was the hit. Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I can't get that out of my head. So that makes those characters even funnier to me to know that that's Reba and that that's, uh, that's, uh, was it Stephen Keaton? Stephen Keaton. Yeah. 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 And the thing was, he, uh, I guess they, they said he started filming that the day after family ties wrapped. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> that's quite a, it's, it's quite a shift. <laughs> I know from one to the other. Yeah. Uh, let's see if it was. Yeah, the survivalists. Were, that was her first movie. Yeah, the survivalists were pretty pretty fun to watch. Yeah, our two heroes were pretty fun to watch too. They were kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I know it was somewhat times a little bit more. Well, I don't know. Were they bumbling? I mean, they were just kind of like guys that like just fixed everything in the town. I mean, I don't think they were. Um, I almost said that they were kind of like the bumbling heroes. They, I mean, they they definitely weren't like, you know police SWAT team or, you know, like any of that kind of stuff. They were just regular guys, right? They weren't like geologists or Indiana Jones kind of rugged adventures. They were just regular dudes, but I, I don't think they were like, you know, klutzy or anything. They were just kind of fun guys that what was, what was the line in uh, big trouble in little China? Look, I'm a reasonable guy. I'm just being faced with some really unreasonable things. And that was kind of them, <laughs> yeah. you know, they just adapted and made it happen. And they kind of reminded me um, there was a movie that I had watched not that long ago um, for the first time. Have you guys ever seen Tucker and Dale versus evil? Heard of it. Maybe seen parts, but I don't remember. Okay. All of it. Like they reminded me of the characters of Tucker and Dale. Basically it's a, it's kind of a horror comedy. And the idea being that these two guys are a couple of uh, a couple of country boys that, um, while maybe not as educated as some others, they still are just, they're, they're very kind. They're very sweet. You know, they, they have, they have their own intelligence that maybe not is as academic as, as some others. And, uh, there's these kids that come out and, uh, are going to like a cabin in the woods kind of a situation. And it just ends up being this entire comedy of errors where the kids end up thinking that, um, that, uh, Tucker and Dale are like these hillbillies that are trying to kill them. Okay. And and they're really not like, it's just, it's a complete mistaken identity kind of a thing. And the whole thing, it's this whole comedy and, and everything goes absolutely wrong. So it ends up looking like Tucker and Dale are trying to kill these, uh, this group of college kids, but it's just a bunch of mistakes and a bunch of slip ups and, and things like that. And it's just, they're kind of, 
their interaction with each other, kind of playing off each other, really reminded me of um, Fred Ward and uh, Kevin Bacon in this movie. Like same kind of dynamic, same kind of like best buddies, just mm-hmm. hanging out with each other. Like these guys are going to do everything together. They're like hanging out with each other. They're going to be together all the time. You know, and it's not not necessarily that they're bumbling. It just kind of is like that's the situation they're in. Yeah. And they're just trying to get through. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much more you, I don't know how much more you kind of dig into the plot of this movie. Cause like we said, this is one of those, it's just fun. It's just fun. All the different situations, yeah. Dennis, like you said, it's, you know, you're, you're using the location to kind of drive the story. It's like, well, what can you do with well, there's one road out of town? Well, not anymore. <laughs> it's the, the road is blocked off. So can't do that. Um, you know, the next town is what they say, 38 miles away. So clearly we're, we're kind of stranded here. Um, you know, the, the people here don't, you know, what was it? Population 14. So they, yep. they don't have a lot of resources. They don't have a lot of really anything. Um, and so you're, you're kind of, you're, you're driving the story based on the location part of it too. And you, you don't find out too much about these creatures. I, I think they end up calling them graboids. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Cause, it, Cause that's it. At least I couldn't remember if that's what they called them in the movie, but at least on all the websites and everything else, that's what they refer to the creatures as. Graboids and the, and they mm-hmm. they didn't never explain where they came from really um, right which until is, like later movie where they kind of hint that they were prehistoric reptiles but okay. at least that's what they're saying they were either from outer space they're part of some government thing or they just happen to always be there were kind of your three choices and they don't really tell you which one of those three it is in the movie so yeah. they made a specific point to not reveal the source of those right yeah which I think is fun. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to know that. I don't, you know, you always had like the old monster movies. It was like, what well, was radioactive, whatever that caused these it's creatures. A radioactive to, spider. Right. Of course. Right. Well, and if you think about it with the location, if they stick to that location and their limited resources, how the heck would they really find out anyway what it was? They wouldn't. Right. You know, right. Like, is somebody going to come in and tell you that that's the only way if some outside source came in or revealed something. But other than if you're in that town and you're just that level of, you know, some of the education for most of them there, um, you know, Einstein, it was, you, you would, you wouldn't be able to figure that out anyway. So yeah. you just have to deal with them. Yeah. The, uh, there was an interesting thing too on, um, I found online was with, uh, Kevin Bacon. Cause I think you'd refer to everybody said they have fun making this movie, mm-hmm. which I think they sort of did. But at the same time, it says, uh, tremors gave Kevin Bacon severe sleepwalking nightmares for years. Bacon considered tremors, a low point in his professional career. I broke down and fell to the sidewalk screaming to my pregnant wife. I can't believe I'm doing a movie about underground worms. He said bacon has since warmed up to the movie, but still remembers having these crazy dreams about monsters while filming, according to seeking perfection, the unofficial guide to tremors. Those nightmares also led to some very bizarre evenings for bacon's then pregnant wife, Kira Sedgwick. I would pick her up. He said, and sleepwalk and carry her out to the street. She'd be like, honey, honey, you're asleep. And he'd say, no, I've got to get you out of here. <laughs> so he would be picking his wife up and taking her out, trying to rescue her during it. So, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I think that effect of like, you know, like you think of the ground and I remember just thinking like, you know, what if something were underground and, you know, you hop from place to place and anytime like you would go hiking, I would kind of in, in the back of your mind, it's kind of like Blair Witch Project, you know, has the impact on the woods. You know, if you're out and hiking in some sort of terrain like this, uh, there is that sort of weird thought in the back of your mind. Like, what if there was something underneath the ground? You know, I better hurry to these rocks. There's my escape plan. You know. Well, these are like these cre- these creatures are kind of like the um, what were those giant worms in Dune? What were those called? 
Yes. Um, but that's what somebody yeah. had said too. That was someone inspired the creatures by Dune. Yeah. 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 Which I could see that. Yeah. I don't know what the Dune ones were called. I think they call them sandworms. Yeah, they were they? They're pretty simple about that. I think. Sandworms. Yeah, sandworms. I, sandworms. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> yep. You've been to Saturn. I've been to Saturn. <laughs> nice tree. <laughs> or nice model. It was a nice model. That's what it was. Yeah, I just I, I enjoy this type of movie. I enjoy this type of movie that doesn't take it to doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just got the big monster you got to fight. Um, you know, the monster's not monster's not invulnerable. You know, that's when it that's when it kind of especially when you got limited resources anyway, and you've got this kind of invulnerable creature that's after you, and then it's some stupid way that things get resolved that you know doesn't make any sense at all but you know i I like the fact that i kind of like the fact that these monsters are really not all that smart to begin with either um you know the the first one dies by smashing its head against a wall (laughs) all right right, well (laughs) so i i think valentine and and uh earl will be okay because these creatures are um they're they're not all that smart either kind of dumb really Mm. well and i don't you know, I don't typically go in for the horror stuff, but this one was fun. And I remember watching it as a kid. It was fun. It was just fun. It was an adventure. You know, I don't you know we're doing it during the horror month, but it was just an adventure. It was fun. Okay. And those creatures were the, you know, the bad guys, quote unquote, that they had to defeat, you know, and I... I guess my point is coming back to what I said at the beginning. It's just a fun movie. And I, I don't know if it's just the way they do the action or the stunts with the poles, or if it's the comedy and everything all wrapped up. It's just, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. And their delivery is great. You know, some of those lines that are comedic or the situations are comedic and they're supposed to be, you know, playing, playing it straight, but the comedy is inherent to the scene. I think they do a nice job with that. Yeah. I was trying to think of the tone of what movie that was like, whether it was a scary movie, kind of the same. It's not even really, I know we've got it during horror month and it's, it is, you know, somewhat considered a horror movie. Um, B horror movie. Yeah. 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 Um, You know, they listed, they listed under genre as science fiction and horror. I mean, I would almost, I, I'd almost tend to throw it in as more of like an adventure comedy. Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even, if, if you were to list out the genres, I <laughs> horror probably would not even be in the top two for me. I just don't, I don't know that I think of this as a horror movie. It of course has some scary moments, but you know, I mean, you want to talk about creepy underground creatures. I, I, I feel like the one from uh, enemy mine, that thing that had like the, the snaky tendril deal that would come up out of the ground and try yeah. to grab them in that movie. I feel like that was creepier than these are. Um, you know, when you see the creatures up, like in my virtual background, I've got the one behind me, but um, you know, when you see them up close, they're kind of gross, but I don't know. I, it, there's nothing ridiculously scary about it. No, I wonder if part of that is they're a little dated effects wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see them now and you're like, Oh, it's a rubber snake. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember thinking at one, the first time I saw it, I might've been young enough to think they were a little scary. This time around, I definitely did not. And I remember thinking recently that they're just funny. Yeah. 
All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to talk, say about this movie before we go into our three questions? Um, I'll just add one more little fun trivia piece. Yeah. It was uh, originally, it was Saturday Night Live that also led it to be called Tremors from what I had heard and read. Hmm. Um, the original title they wanted was called Land Shark. Land Sharks. Okay. And that was the sketch where, if you remember, Inside uh-huh. Live, they're knock at the door. Candy Graham. Telegram. <laughs> Candy Graham, yeah, <laughs> and then it would be the the shark coming in. So they uh, they actually wouldn't let him use the term land sharks. So then it became Trummers. So that's nice. a little just a little fun little ad there. Candy Graham, Candy Graham, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was Candy Graham. Yeah, are you, you you're that, that uh, you're that wasn't it? it was it, the voice was um was always wasn't it uh, Chevy Chevy Chase? I think so. Yeah. 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 I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you in. You're that shark, aren't you? Uh, uh, no, ma'am. I'm I'm a dolphin. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's okay then. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead on into our three questions. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, were they cycles or? They look like psychos. Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a f- how crazy they are. Please, mister, this is insane. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Uh, were they psychos? <laughs> that uh, Every time that comes up for the for that bit, I, I just... Maybe I got to watch Dust Till Dawn tonight. Did I well, did I tell you almost immediately after we recorded that one episode, I started watching it because I've got the trial for uh, HBO Max right now and oh. it's on there. I nice. happen I happen to be looking for something else and I, I pulled it up and it was from Dust Till Dawn shows up and I go, well, <laughs> I, okay, I'm, I'm not getting to bed before two o'clock today. Are they psychos? Yeah. They look like psychos. They were vampires. <laughs> Psychos don't explode. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give up how crazy they are. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Question number one. If you had to fight the Graboids, what's your weapon of choice? You can pick anything, any weapon you want. Fictional, non-fictional. I want a lightsaber. Make one up on the spot. There you go. Yeah. Lightsaber is good. I was thinking flamethrower. A good Solid. One. Well, he sure made a mess of them with that big gun that he had right at the end that he bashed the glass on the chest and pulled that thing out. Mm-hmm. What was that? Elephant gun, I think the, they the call it. Elephant gun, yeah. Yeah. And he uh he made a mess out of them with that. So I suppose something like that'd be handy to have. There you go. Uh I am gonna go with the M forty one A pulse rifle from Aliens. There you go. You got your bullets. You got your grenades. You got Solid choice. All, yes. All in yeah. one gun. When you absolutely positively must clear every last person from the room. All right, well, I'm going to change mine to a pointed stick from Monty Python. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Nasty. Nice. Nasty big pointy teeth. The pointed stick. <laughs> yeah. uh, you ever saw the pointed stick sketch? Have you seen that one? It's a long time ago. Yeah. All right, that's the one with John Cleet teaching the, uh, the guys coming at you with the pointed. Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll send you the link on that one. Yeah. It's a good one. And then there's the pointed teeth from the rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I still have got to show my kids that one. I we, We've watched clips from uh, Holy Grail, but we have not gone through to watch the entire movie yet. 
pretty safe. You just got to go through that that one scene. That's that one. The <laughs> that's cat, castle it. anthrax. Yeah, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Oh, bad naughty zoot. <laughs> I edited we're, that for years. We're spending a lot of time on this, aren't we? I watch this. All right. Okay. Question number two. Where do you think the creatures came from? If you were writing the story, where would these creatures come from? I like the prehistoric idea that they were always there. Mm-hmm. Somehow we just disturbed them. And they, a, yeah, they were woken up by fracking or like some that. drilling or something. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Oh, great. Way, they, way to turn they it weren't political, ever asleep, though. But they live even lower in the crust and we mm-hmm. cracked into their layer of the earth or something yep. and they came up. I don't know. Some, something like that. I think see, that's the best. See, Bo, that's that's how you got to go. You turn it political. It is all about the kind of the underground underlying concept of the, the destruction of our earth and, and the need to go green with everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was <laughs> fracking. <laughs> you say fracking. Is that what you said? Yeah. I said he had to, he had to say fracking. Yeah. yeah you know, it, it depends. I agree, with, I agree with everything that's been said so far. From our, you know, Bo and Dennis constituency there. I think that, yeah. Something here, busy or buried under under the ground and it came to life or came out of hibernation or it's been there all along and its food sources are drying up. So it's coming up, whatever. But yeah, I like and it. It's it's been there for a while. Just, it just depends <laughs> on whether Bo meant ecological fracking or uh, Battlestar Galactica fracking. <laughs> hey now. Those are sometimes two very different things. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you could, disturb, you could disturb the Graboids with either one. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think my option, I, I do like the prehistoric option. I, I think it's, um, you know, if it's like a desert, uh, desert Loch Ness kind of a deal, I think that's kind of fun that it's, it's just always been there. Just for some reason or another, we, we never uncovered them before. Yes. All right. And question number three, if your car got buried in the ground by the Graboids and you got taken down with it, what song would be playing on the radio? Bye, bye, Miss Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with last week. Bomba, bomba, dang, 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 dong, dang, blue moon. Yeah. Choice. Mm-hmm. What song would we be playing? Hmm. Maybe Down Under by Men at Work. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I don't know. That's a stumper. Mm. It, and it doesn't have to have a deeper meaning. It just be whatever your favorite song is this week. Gotcha. Hmm. I don't know. There's a mix of songs. Mm. I, I don't. I don't. Baby Shark. That will not be playing. Maybe no? okay. we should do that. Let's go by process well, of elimination. Baby if, Shark will not be playing. Okay. If they were called land sharks originally, though, so I mean, I, there's got to be at one point in time there were baby land sharks. So that's true. No, you're not going with Baby Shark. I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think these baby land sharks are like me 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 me. I, I just don't see them as getting into that. Maybe now I have another YouTube video to edit. There it is. Now I have another song stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't take much. You need a song stuck in your head? Free falling, Tom Petty. Uh, that'd be a good one. Ooh, good one. <laughs> All right. Well, I, we're dead anyway, so it doesn't really matter what song you play. 
Yeah, we're dead. Anyway. I I don't I don't know. I don't have a song. I'm thinking too. I'm thinking too much about it. I'm taking it. it I'm going the deep dive. That's right. Well, here let's let's go. Uh, three question. Three uh, B. Yeah. If you were in this movie, would you survive? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. I noticed that both uh, Pat and Dennis immediately. Oh yeah, and then and then Bo doesn't say a thing. <laughs> so that means one of two things. Maybe maybe Dennis and I are the first to get eaten, or we're going to be like the bumbling guys that like that's it. We're out of here. We're just going to ride, and they're going, and then the horses get okay. They're going back to get the car. All right, we're driving out of here. Running. And, and what was that? Our plan is running. Our plan is right. running. <laughs> and, and, and poor. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it separates right there. And and poor Bo is up on the is up on the uh, the the uh, radio tower. <laughs> I ain't coming down. <laughs> <laughs> you boys can run. I ain't coming down. <laughs> and I don't know why, but when they figure out why he's up there, that always cracks me up. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, it can feel the." Vibe. Oh, well, that explains why old Mister. Carruthers was stuck at the top of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, whenever they get to that point, I always kind of laugh. And he would have gotten away with it too, if it weren't for those darn worms. Right, right, right. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's right. But that, whatever they get, cause they make a point of it. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's why he was at the top of the radio tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those moments where like, they probably could have not said that. And we still would have figured that out. <laughs> right. Like it was just such a, it was a tell don't show moment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but that just goes with this movie, how they keep the pacing going, where it, it doesn't take so much. It's it's like that, you know, Waylon Jennings in the in the Dukes of Hazard. All right, the Duke boys got together and realized that this was the reason that Boss Hog had the drop on him all the time. You know, they're all just sitting there. Oh, well, that's why he was up in the radio towers, because, the you know, it's just this simple turn the camera. You know, here's what's going on in the movie, folks. All right. Keep enjoying. In case you missed it. <laughs> that's right. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our three questions, and that's going to do it for Tremors. So thank you, Bo. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Dennis, for being here. Thank you, John, for getting us together as always. Yeah. We have got one more movie in our horror month. Uh, Next week, we'll be back here for Misery. Um, That is is another one I have not seen before. So. Oh. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. I have never seen Misery before. Okay. Alec Baldwin has like one of the great monologues of all time. I think you're picking on me. I don't think so. Is Alec Baldwin in that movie? If I'm thinking of the right one. You're not. You're not. I mean, I <laughs> think you are. <laughs> what, wait a minute now. I thought you were, I thought you were like, I thought you were trying to pull my leg. You're like, Oh, John hasn't seen the movie. I'm going to make something up. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking of another movie. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> wait a minute. What happens in this one? What now, movie are you thinking of? Kathy Bates and James Caan. I'm going to be really disappointed now that Stephen Baldwin's not in this movie. No, I'm, what movie am I thinking of? There's one that, well, I'm going to look it up because there's one where Alec Baldwin's this surgeon and he gives this whole speech about like when people think they're praying to God, they're not, they're praying to me. And I thought it was misery. Because oh, like, I do know that movie. Um, I'm, I'm getting them. Oh my gosh. I had the wrong movie and misery. Alec Baldwin surgeon speech malice Maps. Oh, well, it's the same it's intense <laughs> whatever starts with an M <laughs> yeah malice misery metropolis they're all the same movie 220 221 <laughs> yeah. whatever it takes whatever <laughs> it takes that's well, right hey, 
they all they all have Daniel Baldwin starring in them. So what, well, what time? What, when does that other? When does the 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 other one come out? I don't know. It's produced by Penny Marshall. Menstruation or what? When what does that one come out? <laughs> what did you just? Say? I don't that's, know. That's not the name of the. I mean, you know, synonym for it, but. <laughs> wow. Oh, rats. Well, 93. Malice is 93. Okay. Well, okay. have you guys seen Malice? Yes. I probably have. Is that the one with James Caan? And Kathy Bates? I guess confused with those two. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, look, in 93, John, you get to finally see Backdraft. And I can finally drop all those scenes that relate to now. Okay. And and then then um then um Malice comes out. All right. Well, I've seen Misery. But Pat, you have seen have you have seen Misery or no? Will this be your first time? It will. Uh, it will now. <laughs> no, I've seen Misery as well. Okay, I am your number one fan. I am your number one fan, and well, I don't want to give it away. In case, has anyone not seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Then I'm not going to give anything away, except for the well, Alec Baldwin monologue. Okay. Well, but the. But if, if anyone's seen Malice in three years, when we get to talk about, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Bo, you've seen Malice? Oh, yeah. That Alec Baldwin thing is intense. It really is. And what threw me off about Malice is Malice has almost like two plots going on at the same time. Like there's, it's like almost two completely different movies, like overlapping. And that's what threw me off is the misery. Okay. I'm back. We're back. And we've got the princess. I remember I was frustrated during Misery because he's like stuck in that bed. I'm just thinking, when the heck is Alex Baldwin to come in and save him? He's been praying to him all day. Oh, man. If Alex Baldwin was just walking right now, take care of business. It would make everything better. Give the speech. Free him from the bed and get out of there. That's what I was waiting for. Just Ryan, when you come in here, I had to wait two or three years later till uh, till Malice came out to get that. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out when I get buried in my car. What? Uh, but they picked up right where they left off two years later. It was perfect. It was, it was just great. I don't know what's what's a song from Malice. I don't know. Okay, you got time to think about it. I got time to think about. It. Like, yeah. don't you have to do like your closing remarks or something? Let me. Probably, yeah. I could play fancy one more time. Oh, you might as well. Would that help? Yeah, maybe maybe the full extended thing. I don't have the full extended thing, but I'll, I'll play it for you. Now that I'm older and I know what that song's about, that's kind of problematic. You got yeah. issues with the song? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... You know, it's still still a fun song, but now that I have a better sense of the story behind the song, like, huh? Yeah, that's a little awkward. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I mean, not Alec Baldwin awkward, but it's awkward. <laughs> you got nothing, Pat? Um, how about this? Run to the Hills, Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. That would probably be playing. That's a good choice. All right. That's acceptable. Sound of, sound of silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say one of those. Run to the Hills, Iron Maiden, or Sound of Silence. Okay. Iron Maiden. Excellent. All right. That's a good choice. I'll, either one of those. Go with either one of those. Solid choices. All I right. gave you two. Yeah. I gave you two. Hey, that's fine. All I right. got nothing else. I'm spent. Oh, you're good. You're good. 
All right. Well, if you want to check out more about our show, go to 30podcast.com. That's three zero in the word podcast.com. We are at 30 podcast on all the different social medias. Our voicemail line, if you want to give us a call, talk about it, movies, just say hi. That's totally fine. Uh, we are 872-356-6843. Uh, next week, we got coming up misery or malice, either one. Um, and then the month after that, we have our tribute to Australia month where we are looking at Quigley down under rescuers down under men at work, which as far as I know, has nothing to do with Australia at all. Um, and then the teenage mutant Ninja turtles coming out of their shells tour album. That was the, uh, was that a pizza hut exclusive uh, promotion that they were doing? I don't know. I think it was Pizza Hut. Yeah, I think you had to like redeem something at Pizza Hut. You could buy it at Pizza Hut or or something. Like, I don't know. Between, I I blame Pizza Hut and the Book It program for my childhood obesity and also my (laughs) strong literacy skills. Um, (laughs) It's it's true. I mean, people gave me pizza to read books, so that's why I'm well-read. And well-rounded. Um, and then as you get into December, December is our Mutants and Rebels month to kind of finish, finish out the year. We've got Edward Scissorhands, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, Pump Up the Volume, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that will round off the year. I can't even believe we're like this close to the end of 1990 at this point. It's pretty crazy. Because 2020's been such a fun ride. It's been wonderful. <laughs> it's been outstanding. He said not sarcastically at all. Nope. It's just great. Yeah. We're all fine here. We're, We're all, fine here. all fine here. We're all fine here. How are you? It's been a large leak, very dangerous. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I got to go with the regular outro music here and tell everybody have a have a very spooky month of October. Uh, we'll see you back here next week for misery. In the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some spooky movies, and we'll see you back here next time.